In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some of you may remember back in the day that before confirmation, you had the Sunday before that was called Question Sunday. And on that Sunday, all the confirmands would line up in front of the congregation, and the pastor could ask you anything he wanted that you had studied over the last three years of confirmation. Now, usually there was a study guide, but still, it was a time of some anxiety because the great fear in some of us was that we would be standing in front of the congregation, our family and friends, and the pastor would ask us a question, and we would go, duh, <laughs> I don't know. And it is with this feeling that we approach today's gospel lesson, because this is Question Sunday for the disciples by Jesus. It starts out rather innocuously, kind of, kind of a tame question, and Jesus says to them, uh, uh, wh what do you hear? What are folks saying? Who, who are people saying that I am? And they said, well, you know, some people say you're John the Baptizer or Elijah or maybe Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then it gets much more personal and direct. And Jesus turns to them and says, and who do you say that I am? Oh, well, now we've gone from general kind of knowledge about somebody to personal relationship and commitment to somebody. This is not just any more... Uh, coffee shop uh, gossip or uh, feed store rumors or general information. Now we're getting down to what kind of a relationship you have and what difference does it make to you to know who I am. It's kind of like the difference between saying I know about a person versus I know that person. Let me give you an example. Let's take Peyton Manning. There's somebody that we probably all know something about, at least in Indiana. We know that he was a quarterback for the Colts, who won a Super Bowl with them, then he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos, went to school at Tennessee, dad was an NFL quarterback, brother NFL quarterback, you know, has a couple of twins, likes to make funny commercials. We know a lot of things about Peyton Manning. But can you say this? I know Peyton Manning. I can't. If I could say that, that would mean I had talk to him regularly. I have some trust built up. I, I have a relationship going there, which I don't have. Or it might be more like if, if somebody, if you're, if, if you're young, a young person and your girlfriend comes up to you and says, finally says, um, I know we go out and we have fun and stuff, but what am I to you? Well, now you're kind of on the spot. Uh, what kind of relationship? She's asking the relationship question, and how committed are you to me? This was the point that Jesus was making with the disciples. What do you say? Who do you say that I am? Well, Peter jumped up right away, who always has something to say, whether he should or not. Peter's a pretty free swinger, and he oftentimes strikes out. But he did knock one out of the park this time. Peter said, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Good answer, Peter. Freeze if he could have only stopped there. Good answer. That's the kind of confession that I can build the church on. A confession like that. Of course, next week we'll find out that even though Peter knew Jesus was the Messiah, he just didn't know what the Messiah was supposed to all be about. 
he assumed like everybody else at his time that the Messiah was going to be somebody who made things perfect in Israel. It was going to be a time of great prosperity. There would be a chicken in every pot, a chariot in every garage. It would be a time when he would kick the Romans out and all the diseases would be gone. It would be the golden age of Israel, just like King David, except a lot better. That's what everybody thought, and Peter included. And of course, when Jesus talked about being the suffering servant kind of Messiah, well, nobody wanted to hear that, particularly the disciples. Peter goes from being the cornerstone of the church to a stumbling block in just a few verses. But the question today is the same for us, and that is, who do you say that I am? That's what Jesus wants to know. Who do you say? Is it just that you give uh, some sort of uh, intellectual assent to the fact that you believe in Jesus? Is this a, a theological discussion and you're as smart as the last religious book you read on this topic? Is it just dull, boring, sterile knowledge about God? Or do you have relationship and commitment to the Lord God? Jesus, the Christ, that's not just his last name. That's not just a title. Jesus the Christ is the divine power like a shooting star in our world of unconditional love and inexhaustible compassion and grace and mercy. Jesus is everything that is inspiring and creative and brings goodness. Is that what you have? Because it's that kind of passion that allows you to speak about your relationship to the Lord God. Christians in general, and Lutherans in particular, are not very good at speaking about our faith. We somehow feel that either we don't know enough theological stuff, and we might get stuck just like when we were back on Question Sunday and people ask us something and we go, duh, or that we might give the wrong answer and be hurtful uh, to people struggling for faith. Or that it's kind of embarrassing, maybe, to talk about that. But if you, if you have just dead, sterile knowledge, I see the problem there. But if you have bone-rattling passion, it's going to be pretty easy to talk because people who are passionate about something like to talk about that something. If you're passionate about golf, you're going to be talking about the PGA Championship. If you're passionate about art, you're going to be talking about the artwork you just saw on display. You know, it, it all goes like that. If we are passionate about that, it's pretty easy to speak. So maybe instead of just saying, I need to learn the right words and I need to get out there and share my faith, maybe we should go at it the other way and just do it behaviorally and say, I'm, I'm just going to do Christ things until I'm passionate enough about it that the talking automatically comes. I'm just going to do Christ-like things in my behavior. So what might happen if, just imagine this, what might happen if instead of, instead of lashing back at somebody who rips you, you answer with understanding and compassion? What would happen if you gave freely to people who are in need, like Jesus gave freely to us? What would happen if you treated people with patience who uh, are, are really not all that fun to be around? What, what would happen if you treated people with the kind of care, even when they're annoying or, or kind of a, a bother? What would happen if you were not angry with people 
who were uh, doing things you didn't like, but, but were, were understanding. What would happen? Well, I think one thing that would happen is people would be amazed. And they would say, where are you getting this stuff? How are you able to do this? How can you match calamity with serenity? How can you match anger with understanding? How are you able to be patient with somebody who is exasperating? How, how, how are you able to do these things? And that would lead to a natural discussion of how you're able to do those things. And that would be because I have the Lord on my side giving me a hand. And the second thing that would happen is I think that, that our, our confidence would soar until we wouldn't care, you know, about it would be fine to talk to people about our faith if the Lord gives us a hand in that. I was reading a story about um, a mother who had a little boy who wanted him to play the piano. So she took him to a concert, uh, uh, the great concertmaster, Paderewski. And while she was there, there was just a spotlight on the grand piano on stage, and the master had not come out yet. And she was busy talking to another woman, and she didn't pay any attention. And the next thing she knows, she, she hears somebody playing twinkle twinkle on the piano and she looks up and it's her son he sneaked up on stage and he's plinking away ding 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 and she's about to go up and get him but the master comes out and he tells the boy no don't stop keep playing and he reaches around him and plays a running obligato with the left hand and it's a great duet and the crowd goes wild and after he's done the little boy said wow i didn't know i could do that and neither do we. We don't know what we can do until the Lord lends a hand, just like he did that little boy. I read another story about a rabbi who was teaching about how we see the light in our relationship with God. And he said, how can you tell when it's daylight? And one of the students said, when you can distinguish a dog from a fox, then it's daylight. And the rabbi said, no, no. When you can look in the face of another, and see a brother or a sister, then it's daylight. Until then, it's night. The question today that Jesus asked, same one to the disciples, who do you, who do you say that I am? What difference does it make in your life that you believe in the Christ? Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.